The Māori Party have uh, talked of their education budget and they want to ban schools from expelling any students under the age of 16. I think it's a really good idea. Uh, Phil and I have had a bit of a chinwag about it. I think we're on the same page with this, Phil. Yeah, we are. There'll be people that will, will, I would imagine, very strongly disagree with us. But the point to me is that if you kick a kid out of school, in my mind, you've potentially got a problem for the rest of that boy or girl's life. Yeah. Well, the Māori Party note that 51% of prisoners were excluded from schools as children. So that in itself is a very telling statistic. It is. We need to find out more about it. So the Māori Party co-leader is joining us, Debbie Ngārewa-Packer, joins us on the line now. Hello, Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Kia ora. Kia ora. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. So tell us, you know, you've obviously got some research in and around this. Mm. Um, give us your thoughts off the bat. Mm, sure, um, and in education policy. Um, so I, I guess I think the thing that's caught headlines is our um, openness about the issues that we're contending with. And I just want to sort of give some context. Our viewers, education is one of the biggest levers to uplifting and getting people out of poverty. If you can um, learn, you can earn better. Yeah. So um, what we've been trying to address is where the trickle starts before it becomes um, yeah, very much an ocean of issues and investing and directing attention at the right end. And I guess it is, it is about investing in future liabilities. But from our perspective, um, we are seen, uh, and look, I, I need to disclose, uh, I come from a family of educationists. I um, have a sister that's um, involved in, uh, as a principal in secondary. My mother was in primary. My father was a head of faculty in Māori. Um, but I guess what we do have is come from a community of those who have seen the problems and how we flip upside down. And so from our perspective, we've got 51% of prisoners expelled from school, 52% of prisoners are Māori, and then you can consider that 51% expelled are Māori. So... I think there is an equation. What we want to do is provide wraparound support into those families, into that student, into those schools who quite often end up becoming social workers, um, community liaison between the father and the school instead of actually being able to focus on teaching. Mm. Absolutely. Debbie, just so the people listening are absolutely clear about this, while obviously you're concerned because of those figures you said, it disproportionately, yeah. this sort of thing disproportionately affects Maori kids. Yeah. But you, this is, you are looking at this for every child, regardless of what uh, oh, ethnicity they are. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always have this view is, you know, if we can address the disparity and, and bring things up, then the schools and the communities can focus on the next level, which is, um, as an iwi leader, just, uh, you know, I take um, a group of a delegation of Rangatahi over to Stanford and university in Silicon every year. Actually, this is the first year we haven't gone. For the very reason that we pick them up out of communities that are are, um, are not risk-adverse, that are actually not encouraging um, embracing uh, your uniqueness and, and take them into an area where they actually really excel. So we know that we can learn. We know um, that we have great teachers and committed communities and schools, but actually we need to address some of these um, liabilities that are plaguing us later in life. So mm. that's um, where uh, we want to um, focus resourcing and attention and, again, um, remove those barriers that are stopping the learning 
that are then stopping the earnings. Oh, look, I think it's an excellent point you raise. Just a point of clarification too with some of our listeners maybe. Children under 16 in this country can't legally be expelled from education because schooling under 16 is compulsory. But a school, I'm right in saying this, and I Debbie, that a school can exclude a student, but the Ministry of Ed must then find another school to take the student in. And that in itself is fairly problematic, isn't it? Yes, it is, especially when you're from rural areas that have limited capacity or you have um, from regions where people are competing to fill um, you know, classrooms because that's how they're funded. And so, you know, and often they default into really well-intending but short-sighted um, um, programs or plans that aren't necessarily pathways to employment or further, you know, adult um, learning because we have a high percentage that do adult tertiary learning so we can't bridge that gap so Debbie, sorry to, to jump in. You mentioned you're a family from education. My father was a principal of a school for many years as well. So, and he would have told you some wonderful stories. Told me some wonderful stories. Some kids are, you know, they're troubled. They're very disruptive in the classroom. Again, I guess I'm playing devil's advocate here. But what say you've got a really aggressive student, and let's say he just is always picking on kids and fighting in class, and then he brings a knife to school, and he's 15 years old. What do you do with that student if you can't exclude them? Yeah, I just put some context to that because that is very real in the communities I live in. And you know, often that 15-year-old was displaying habits and problems at 10 and right. has come from a family or come from a household where there are issues. And that issue been addressed um, and and they come out in very early stage behavioural issues um, and your whanau would know this as well. So had we had support in then, had we had mentoring in then, had we been able to address some of the, while it was, early stages, we may have actually been able to curb it becoming violence. And I think this is the issue. We have children that are living in homes that aren't safe, that aren't well, and we actually need to still provide support for them to be able to function and in, in education and be able to participate in life. But it's about um, bringing it at the, the most early stage. And there are enough signs for us to know. But if I look, for example, in South Taranaki, um, we have a, a small Taranaki provider base around us that isn't scaled up to be able to help. There's no alcohol and drug counselling. Um, there's no violence, anger. Um, they are all, you know, two hours drive away. So, and they're often cost. So it is about providing that sort of support at a scale that's resourced yeah, oh, look, I think you're right. I think you're dead right, Debbie, and, and the wraparound services you're talking about are very effective. I mean, I'd love something to come of this. And, and you're dead right again, Debbie. My dad is a principal for many, like I say, 50 years. He he would say often when he was reading the paper, once he'd retired, he would see names that had gone to prison. And he'd say, man, I saw that child and I was really worried. And he would he would often yeah. identify yeah. those kids he was concerned about. This is at ages 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. That's right. As an iwi leader, I often see, and, and I actually hate calling myself an iwi, just someone who works in the sector, mm. I often see the amazing talent they're talented on, on the um, you know, sports fields and things, and then you can see things happen, and you can mm. see clearly things have broken down at home. And then, you know, five, six, year late, six years later, I'm watching that um, young man who had potential, but things got tough, end up in court. By that stage, it's, it's gotten too tough to be, you know, to... And it takes a one, an absolute, you know, um, unique uh, young person to break that cycle. What we want to do is provide alternatives and provide a route to, again, you know, change the pathway away from prisons. And this isn't the best interest of everyone because, again, it is future liability investment, but it actually means we're not 
packing up the bill, building new prisons at the other end. Yep. yep. Debbie, thank you very much for talking with us. Great to get your well, insight. Thank you for having me. Kia ora, Debbie. Debbie Ngarua Packer, Māori Party co-leader. What are your thoughts? Uh, phones have lit up, as you might expect here. 0800 80 10 80, your thoughts on basically the Māori Party's idea that will suggest that students under 16 cannot be excluded or expelled effectively from school.